10 to 1, episode 88. Top 10 Bible Stories. Welcome to 10 to 1, the podcast where we make top 10 lists about everything. I'm Brian Kozer. And I'm Melissa Kozer. And for uh, all of you Bible lovers out there, this one's for you. And us, of course, because we love the Bible. <laughs> and uh, there are so many great stories in the Bible. Sometimes I think uh, it would have been pretty cool to have lived during some of these events. <laughs> and we're going to be talking about those tonight. So... Unless you've got anything further to say, Brian, I'm ready to dive in. Yeah, not a lot. Do you have any overlap between this and your Bible stories that make you laugh? Yeah, I've got one. Yeah, actually, I have one that overlaps as well. Do you think we will have any overlap, any crossover? Probably. Uh, I think we're going to have at least one. I think three. Not saying there's not a lot of good stories, but I, I think we'll end up having three well, we'll different see. ones. Okay. So... I'll get us started, and uh, mine is not ranked. I think like I did with the previous Bible stories list and some of the other Bible ones, I just put it in chronological chronological order. For once, I did that as well. Well, there you go, without even talking about it beforehand. Well, um, it actually ended up being very convenient. I had one that was very clearly my absolute favorite, and then all the others, I was like, yeah, I like these good, mm-hmm. but not no preference. But it was uh, very serendipitous that my most favorite story was actually the last chronologically. So, boom, boom. Interesting. All right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and get started with my number 10. And this might be my favorite. I, I, I could go back and forth, but Noah's Ark is one of my favorites. And I'm going to assume that most of the people listening probably know these stories, so I'm not going to go into great detail with them. I'll just kind of say why I like the different stories. Uh, I like Noah as a character. I think we, I think he was pretty high on my uh, Bible characters list. And just the story of him uh, with all those animals in the boat has always uh, really fired up my imagination. And, um, you know, even getting into, uh, got into college and some of the feasibility of of some of these things happening and did noah do uh did he breed some of the animals for docility so that they could you know be better fit for animals on the ark things like that and so yeah i uh, like to read about the faith of noah believing in something he'd never seen and then just building that boat getting on board and um getting to the end across the across the other side of the flood so that's my number 10, Noah's Ark. Yeah, that's a good one. And uh, one that uh, everybody's really familiar with, like, very mm-hmm. early on in childhood. Right. Didn't crack my 10. Okay. All right, so my number 10 is from Genesis 14, and it's when Abraham saves Lot, his <laughs> nephew. So this is yeah. not as well known of a Bible story. Uh, in it... Uh, I th- it's after Lot has chosen to live uh, near Sodom, and uh, there's this region of kings that they gather together and they go to fight against, I think it's like five kings against four, and uh, 
uh, Sodom and Gomorrah are on the losing side, and so they and a bunch of pretty much their entire cities just get ravaged and everybody gets taken captive, as well as Lot and all of his stuff. So Abraham is at this point 75 years old at <laughs> least, and he takes 318 trained servants. And they go after these five kings and all their armies, and they whip them. <laughs> and they take back all of the spoil, all of the captured people. <laughs> and uh, then on top of that, Abraham doesn't take any of it for himself. All he, he does is he, you know, he makes sure that Lot has all of his goods restored and everything. But, you know, the king of Sodom is like, yeah, you know, take whatever you, whatever booty you want. Um, as a reward for this fine deed that you've done. And Abraham's like, no, I'm not going to take any of your stuff. Uh, I'm going to let the Lord bless me. And so Abraham's just so cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, the more I read about him and, and learn about him, he, he just, he's such a cool guy. His faith in God. And I mean, seven or five years old, and he's able to whip five kings. I love it. <laughs> so that's my number 10. All right, my number, yeah, that's a good one. My number nine is the story of Joseph. I guess it's pretty much his whole story, his whole life that we have recorded is one story of him getting sold into slavery, and then he works his way up from being a slave in Egypt to being second in command over the whole country. And, uh, I mean, it seems like seems like a fairy tale story. It doesn't uh, it's not something that we come across very often in history or something like that would happen. So uh, it's pretty pretty amazing reading about Joseph and how he kept his faith in difficult circumstance, but still was faithful and uh, was patient and eventually uh, got his way um, back to where he'd been promised, I guess, uh, as... Uh, the leader of a country and and a person respected by his family and respected by his brothers. So I always like that story. And that's my number nine, Joseph. Yeah, that's a really good one. Um, it didn't make my my honorable mention for for some reason. I, I'm, <laughs> it's not something that came to mind right away. But mm -hmm. yeah, I do love it, and I am going to add it to my honorable mentions, um, posthumously. But it didn't crack my number ten. My top mm -hmm. ten. But yeah, Joseph is, it's pretty crazy all that he endured in his life. And he still yep. stayed really, really sweet. Didn't get bitter about it. Hmm. Yeah, doesn't, doesn't seem like it. All right, my number nine is basically Samson's life. Mm -hmm. Samson's so cool. <laughs> all the, all the my crazy stuff. Well. Yeah? Samson. All yep. right. Yeah, Crossover. so, uh, I mean... Every story involving him has such <laughs> such passion in it. There's he does so much, uh, setting uh, foxes tail to tail and and uh, putting a firebrand between them and setting them loose in the cornfields or wheat fields or whatever. There, mm -hmm. uh, I think one of the really neat ones, and it's just this little little blurb, but there's one night where he goes into the city and all the Philistines are gathered around his his room and they're like, yeah, in the morning, we're going <laughs> to kill him when he comes out. And so he gets up in the middle of the night 
And he goes to the gates of the city and mm-hmm. picks up the, the whole gate, uh, bar and all, and then carries them uh, ways off to the top of a hill on his shoulders. And I, I just picture the Philistines being like, I'm not going to mess with him. Are mm-hmm. you going to mess with him? No. I had a picture of that in, in the Bible, one of my children's Bibles growing up. Yeah. He went through the gates on his back, yeah, uh-huh. carrying them off. Yeah. What's your favorite of, of Samson? Yeah, the ones you mentioned are good. I also like him taking out, I forget how many hundred of people with the jawbone of a donkey. I know, crazy. It's pretty crazy. And then, uh, I mean, the final story of him getting his hair cut off and then blinded and then... It grows back. Right, he he prays and God gives him his power back for one last victory over the Philistines. And he kills more in death than he ever killed in life. Mm -hmm. Crazy. So... Yep, pretty pretty crazy guy, and uh, definitely definitely some good stories with him. So that's both of our number eights. Yeah. So what's your number well, seven? That was my nine oh, or okay. eight. My eight. So my eight is the Philistines being plagued by the Ark of God. And we <laughs> talked about that in uh, top ten funny Bible stories. Mm. And yeah, uh, I just still really love to read this. Wow. Well. <laughs> uh, they're like, what do we do with this this Ark of God? It's plaguing us. Hey, let's send it over to our neighboring country. And as they're bringing it outside the gates of their neighboring country, they're like, no, don't bring it over. <laughs> what are you doing? You're going to kill us too. So uh, it just it makes me laugh that they bit off more than they could chew. <laughs> they thought they had some great victory when they captured the Ark of God. And nope, <laughs> joke's on them. So that's my number eight, Plagues from the Ark of God. All right. And my number seven, I guess I can't put all of David's life. <laughs> uh, it's more of a series of stories, but uh, if I could just put all of David's life, I, I would put that. I guess if I have to pick one, I would probably just pick David and Goliath. Um I mean, that's the most familiar one, but for good reason. It's it's a pretty good story of, you know, you always root for the underdog and uh, always, it's always fun to read about someone who uh, stands up against uh, really overwhelming odds. And so David taking out Goliath as just a young, young man and then, uh, you know, Chopping his head off with his own sword, mm-hmm. carrying his head around. It's pretty good. Pretty good story. So, yeah, King David, I don't remember where he ended up on our favorite Bible characters. I think he was like top three or something for both of us. He's pretty cool. Yeah, he's pretty great. The and, golden boy of the Bible. <laughs> and uh, his his sections are, are some of the, the best just straight up stories. Right. Um, and I guess maybe I should have said at the beginning of the podcast. I was kind of picking, I wasn't picking like the most important Bible stories or no. most important passages or anything like that. It was more which ones work best as stories. So that's my number seven. It's David and Goliath. And I mean, you could pick anything from David, but I, I decided to keep it to one. All right. My number seven is just a little bit before that in First Samuel 14. It's Jonathan and his armor bearer. So at this time, uh, 
Saul is king, and uh, they're kind of under the the rule of the Philistines still. They're sort of paying tribute to them, and the Philistines have decreed that no weapons are allowed in the land. The only ones who have weapons, who have a sword, are Saul and his son Jonathan. No one else has any kind of a weapon. <laughs> so Jonathan and his armor-bearer are out wandering out in the wilderness somewhere, and they come across a garrison, and they decide, you know what? Let's go fight these Philistines. Mm-hmm. And uh, tell you what, if if we go up there and they say, uh, get away from us, then we'll just leave. But if they say, come on down to us, you know, in a mocking way or whatever, because they want to make fun of us, then yeah, we're going to go kill them. And sure enough, the Philistines are like, yeah, come on down. What are you guys going to do to us? And so... Jonathan is the only one who has a sword, and then his armor bearer, I think, uh, has maybe has a shield or something that he's carrying for Jonathan. And between the two, they go down and kill 20 guys in this garrison. Mm-hmm. They wipe it out. And then it starts uh, kind of a little revolution where, uh, you know, everybody hears it and rallies behind Jonathan, <laughs> and uh, uh, kind of a rout against the Philistines has begun. And so it's pretty cool that, uh, you know, just through through their courage, Jonathan and his armor bearer were able to get that going. So that's my number seven. Yeah, it seems like one of those times where you say, if this happens, I'm going to do this. When you probably know what's going to happen. <laughs> like, I'm trying to think of another example. I don't even know. <laughs> uh, if... If there hap- if I happen to drive past uh, an ice cream shop right, today, I'll, I'll get some I'll ice get cream. some ice cream. Yeah, they were pretty sure they were going to be made fun of by the Philistines. Yeah, I, th- I think maybe so. They'd just looking to pick a fight. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, I will give you my number six, and it is Elijah and the prophets of Baal. Oh yeah, that's and I think a good we one. mentioned this one in our we did our ones in the cuff of slaff. So I won't go into it a lot, but yeah, uh, Elijah, favorite character again, and uh, just uh, you know it it is kind of comical uh, reading it, and um, just the those prophets of Baal, how how they uh, went all day, made nothing happen, of course, and then Elijah. Uh, prevents any doubt by soaking his entire altar in water, prays a very short prayer, and it's all consumed by fire from heaven. And, uh, yeah, always liked that story. That was probably my favorite story as a child. I really, really enjoyed hearing about that and uh, the exciting things that Elijah did. So uh, that'll be my number six. Like pretty much all the stories with Elijah, I think my favorite is Elijah and the prophets of Baal. All right. Good, good. My number six is our second crossover, mm-hmm. uh, all of King David's life. Uh, <laughs> I mean, not yep. even even before he was king. Yep. I think I think one of the ones that I really like is, uh, I mean, obviously David and Goliath. How do you beat that? Mm-hmm. But another one, uh, just to give some fresh material, is there's a point where you know David's still on the run from Saul and he it's right before Saul gets killed by the Philistines mm, mm-hmm. 
Uh, but uh, David has been living with the Philistines at this point, and he's been serving, who is it, Achish, uh, this king. Sounds right. And all the other lords of the Philistines are like, man, you got to get rid of David. And, you know, He killed Goliath, and Achish is like, no, 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 he's my <laughs> pal, he's my buddy. <laughs> and Achish is like, uh, David, you're going to go with me to fight against against the Israelites, right? And I forget exactly what David says, but he's like, oh, you'll know whose side I'm on, <laughs> something like that. And uh, Achish is like, yeah, David, me, him and me, we're pals. And all the others are like, no, 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 you can't, you can't trust David. And so Achish is like, well, all right, David, you better stay here. I mean, I vouch for you, but these others, you know, you understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, better just stay back and keep the peace. And... So David stays back, and and that whole interplay is kind of funny to me. But then it turns out when he goes back to uh, where his uh, hometown had been, uh, a neighboring army had come and uh, looted the city and taken everybody captive, all the women and children. And his men are speaking about stoning David Uh and then there's a verse that says, but David st- encouraged himself or strengthened himself in the Lord. And I just love that part right there mm-hmm. where uh, even though everything looks so bleak, David encourages himself in the Lord. And they go after that army and they kill everybody and take back their women and children. And they retrieve everything that was lost. So uh, that's one of my favorite David stories. So that is my number six, all of David's life. Nice. Yeah, that is a good one. And him uh, coming up to the city with uh, <laughs> acting all crazy. And, I know. Uh, we had a Bible teacher that pointed out that it says in the David and Goliath story that uh, Goliath took, or that David took Goliath's head and took it to Jerusalem, and that it doesn't, as far as we know, he doesn't get to Jerusalem until after he's king. So it seems like. Maybe that means he just carried Goliath's head around with him for a while. So maybe at this point, he's like acting all crazy outside the Philistines' walls, and he's got Goliath's head on his belt or something. (laughs) Still carrying it around on his backpack. Right. (laughs) So I always thought that was a a funny picture. Okay. Uh, On to my number five. And this might be my favorite story. It was my the one that I thought was the funniest when we did our, our Bible stories that make us laugh, and it's Micaiah, the story of Micaiah, <laughs> and just the whole thing with him and Ahab and uh, Jehoshaphat, I believe, and how uh, Micaiah comes in and uh, Ahab doesn't want to hear Micaiah's prophecy because Micaiah is a good prophet, and he tells Ahab he's, he does wrong, and um Micaiah just uh you know kind of comes in is sarcastic to him and um that it's it's a great story go back and listen to the bible stories that make us laugh if you want to hear the whole thing but uh yeah that's that's one of my favorite stories definitely uh you know when you pick a favorite you never want to be you for for pretty much anything you don't want your favorite to be some you know, generic or really popular thing. You want to be like, yeah, my favorite is this unique thing because I'm cool. I'm a hipster. <laughs> and so, uh, Micaiah's the hipster of the Bible. Micaiah. No, well, no, it's a it's a more obscure story, so it's it's fun to pick that as a favorite. 
um, for that reason. So yeah, go back and listen to that Bible stories that make us laugh. And uh, I'll just say that's my number five, Micaiah. All right, my number the five. The sarcastic prophet. Yes. Yes, it's too bad he's not known that way, you know, <laughs> t- doubting Thomas, sarcastic Micaiah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, so my number five is uh, from Second Samuel 23, and I'm surprised this isn't on your list. It's okay. uh, the stories of the mighty men. David's mighty it's an honorable men. mention. I have two honorable oh, mentions, and that's one of them. I love reading through this passage. It's yeah. so cool reading yeah. about these guys. Yep. So you've got this one guy who, uh, you know, uh, let's see, Eleazar and the men of Israel have fled, uh, but he arises and smites the Philistines until his hand is weary, <laughs> and everybody else just returns to, to loot and gather the spoil when he was the one that, that brought the victory. And then there's another guy who defends a ground full of lentils, and he brings a great victory. Another guy who uh, kills 300 men, and another guy who kills uh, two lion-like man, men and a lion. I'm not sure what a lion-like man would be, hmm. but that's Very what the fierce. Bible says. And yes. uh, maybe dressed in, in skins and stuff. Hmm. And then... There's another one where he takes, he's fighting an Egyptian who has, and he's a good fighter, it says, uh, the Egyptian is. And the Egyptian has a spear, and the mighty man takes the Egyptian spear and kills him with his own spear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so that's just pretty cool. <laughs> and then, of course, there's the famous mighty man story that was featured in our funny Bible stories mm-hmm. about uh, how they hear David wanting a drink from the well, and they... Go and get it for him. And he pours it out on the ground. Right. But still, pretty cool. Um, <laughs> and uh, I didn't see it here just now, but I think later on it says that some of the mighty men, they, they kill a giant, uh, one of the sons of the giants and stuff. So, uh, yep, yep. yeah, just some really cool, crazy things that, <laughs> that David's mighty men did. And that would have been pretty cool. And it talks about... Uh, the the thirty, and then there were the three among the thirty who mm-hmm. were the greatest. And right. uh, just imagine being part of David's army, and then being like, "Oh man, there goes one of the thirty mm-hmm. And then, "Oh man, there goes one of the three mm-hmm. So that's cool. That's my number five, the Mighty Men. Nice. Yeah, that is a good one. Good one. Honorable mention for me for sure. All right, number four. And another one of my favorite characters, and we talked about this when we did Bible characters, and it's Daniel, and I picked uh, Daniel and the King's Food, so uh, the one where he decides that uh, he's going to stick with the uh, Jewish, I I think it's the Jewish uh, dietary restrictions, and then uh, he and his friends are are the better for it, and just, uh, yep, uh, talked about in that characters episode why i like daniel so much and just seeing him in action here and uh his faithfulness even when uh he could have easily uh just uh changed and done whatever he wanted in a whole new location uh with very few uh authority figures around him other than the um you know his captors so uh yeah like daniel like to read about him and I'll pick this one for for my favorite just because, uh, you know, Daniel and the Lion's Den. I I mean, I already picked David and Goliath and Noah's Ark, 
Right. Couldn't also pick Daniel in the Lions then. But uh can't be too generic. I can't be too uh, too obvious, too predictable. But uh yeah, Daniel, Daniel in the Lions then Daniel in the King's Food. Um all the stories with Daniel are pretty good. So that's my number four. Well, it looks like of the two of us, I'm the one taking the road less traveled because Damn. my number four uh, is the one about the four lepers finding the uh, Syrian yes. camp abandoned. Mm-hmm. So I think that's pretty pretty cool how they're sitting there just outside the gates of Jerusalem and they're like, you know what? We've got a disease that's killing us. If we stay here by the city hoping for food when there is none, we're going to die. Uh, and either way, we're going to die. So we might as well go out to the Syrians and maybe they'll have mercy on us and toss us some scraps or something. And they go out there and it turns out that the camp is empty and they just go in and start feasting on the food and partying and, uh, you know, hiding away some of the silver and gold for themselves. <laughs> and uh, and then eventually they're like, you know what, we can't keep this all to ourselves. And so they go back and tell the starving city about it. And, uh, you know, through them, God brings uh, salvation sort of to the city, you know, and delivers them from starvation. And uh, I just think that it's cool that even when, you know, life seems dire and you don't have any hope left, you can still be of some good and, and find great, great enjoyment and stuff. And so... Uh, yeah, that's my number four, the four lepers. Nice. Yep, yep. That's in Second Kings 7. Another good one. Very good. All right, and for me, we're moving into the New Testament, and I chose, uh, of course, all the stories about Jesus are... are Those are my favorites. Good to read. <laughs> and I chose a couple. The first one I chose for my number three, Jesus as a child in the temple. Oh, so yeah. That's one where that would be Mary another and Joseph good... lose him. Oh. And yeah. he's he's left behind. They go to they go to Jerusalem for the Passover and then they leave. They get I forget how far out of the city, a day's like journey. Three, I thought it was like three days' journey or something. Maybe just one. I'll I'll look it up here in a minute. And uh, you know, quite a ways. And they I guess they assumed he was with someone else. And uh have to go back for him and they find him in the temple and he's teaching the the, All the, grown the scholars, men. yeah, right. Uh, which, yeah, you really wonder how how he was able to uh, to be so insightful. Already, obviously, he was God, but uh, he was also man, and you wouldn't think he would have had too much of an opportunity to read the Bible yet. So, I guess maybe he's uh, he was really paying attention in the synagogue, and uh, I don't know if he got any opportunities to to read it. At that age, uh, didn't just have copies of the Bible lying around in people's houses back then. So, uh, so that's always been a, a pretty intriguing story and and pretty amazing to see young Jesus. We don't get to see Jesus as a child really, other than this story and uh, him the, as a baby, right? Uh, him as a baby is what I was going to say. So, so yeah, it's a it's a neat look into that part of his life, and uh, you know, very very interesting and, and telling, of course. So that's my number three, Jesus in the temple as a child. Yeah, that one might could have even made the top ten funny Bible stories. <laughs> Jesus teaching the grown right. men. Right, maybe we'll do a astonished. sequel. Yeah. We'll do a sequel to that episode sometime. All right, well, my number three is the story of Job. Mm. Uh, and, of course, um, his whole book is just 
the one incident where he loses everything except his wife, and then she ends up being kind of bitter. And just his his story, his journey as he turns from, you know, I'm righteous to why God have you done this to me? Uh, and then God humbling him at the end. Uh, and God doesn't ever tell him, you know, why he did, why he allowed any of this to happen to him. But at the end, uh, Job acknowledges that, you know, he's just man and God is God and, and God knows best. And, uh, he repents for our, for his doubt, I guess. And God blesses him. And yeah, it's just a, it's a, such a human story. And it's so full of raw emotion, hmm. the the whole book of Job. So it's it's always a very interesting read to me. So that's my number three. Very good. Very good. All right. Moving along. And my promised second story of Jesus, I picked Jesus walking on water. And, uh, you know, always, especially as a kid, you think, whoa, walking on water. What a crazy, what a crazy thing. And, uh, yeah, Jesus walking on water, and then uh, Peter getting out and walking on the water as well. And then he loses his faith, sinks into the water until Jesus pulls him up out of it. I always thought that was a really great picture. And then walking back and getting into the boat. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, really, really great picture. I think this is one that would make a great, I, I, I know there are um, paintings, but this would make a great, uh, like a painting to hang in your living oh, room. Oh, yeah, I agree. So maybe of of all of the the ones we mentioned would be the best in well, that I've, situation. I've seen you know paintings and pictures of this, but it's always like uh, Peter sinking into the water uh, and you know crying out with it, just his hand sticking out of the water or something or mm-hmm. his head. And I think what I what I'd like to see is Peter walking on the water, you know, <laughs> before he stumbles and falls. Um, and I don't know. Yeah. You never I think see a lot that of, aspect. I think what a lot of people like is the. That Jesus rescues him. And stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I, I like it too, but it's so cool. That was one of my honorable mentions is Peter <laughs> walking on the water. I mean, yes, it's cool that Jesus did it, but he's mm. God. Come on. But when <laughs> Peter walks on it, that's so cool. You know, the fact that through God's power, Jesus, uh, uh, Peter was able to, <laughs> I just thought that's cool. Good honorable mention. Good number two. All right. That is my number two. Jesus walking on water. All right. My number two is the story of Jonah. So Jonah is not a good example of how we should all behave. But I mean, in the end, he did obey, but it was kind of a very grudging obedience. And even after, you know, he obeyed and uh, everybody repented and God said, okay, I won't destroy Nineveh. Then he's like, see God, see, this is why I didn't want to come here because I knew that you're <laughs> merciful and I knew that you wouldn't judge them after all. And, uh, so it's, it's, it's very interesting. Uh, again, a very human, very flawed character. Um, I, I kind of the opposite of Job in, in that sense. I'm still a righteous man, but <laughs> very, very flawed and, uh, seeing how, uh, his heart was not in the right place. And a lot of times that that's how we serve God too, is just, well, because I have to. 
Uh, not really, because I want to, though. And uh, it's it's always a, a convicting read, the story mm. of Jonah. And, mm-hmm. and also, it's it's very interesting, you know. It's one of the... Another one that you learned about early on as a child, Jonah and the big fish that swallows him up. I mean, that's pretty crazy. Uh, a fish so big it could swallow a man. And we definitely know there's big things down in the ocean. And uh, so it's pretty creepy. So yeah, the whole thing's a pretty great story. Pretty good moral lesson. My number two is Jonah. That is a good one. All right. And then uh, last one's for both of us. I guess we find out here if we... If we uh... Have three crossovers like I predicted, or, or probably not sp- split the difference. Like uh, you predicted one, I predicted three. If we end up with two, I guess that would be appropriate. So my number one, uh, just the last in chronological order, it's Paul getting shipwrecked. Nope. And bit by a serpent. So I mean, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, I like this one. Uh, just uh, you know, Paul always getting shipwrecked. What what's the deal, Paul? And uh, no shipwrecked. He's on an island, I think he's on Malta, and uh, gets bit by a poisonous serpent, and the Maltese are freaking out, and then uh, nothing happens to him, and so they they eventually decide that he's a god, he has to explain to them he's not, and uh, yeah, I uh, like, like the story, like Paul, like uh, reading about his life, and uh, this one stands out maybe again because of uh seeing it in sunday school i remember one sunday school class that i was in where they acted this story out and it was uh, they used a bible as like a rock and then the little ribbon inside the bible is like the snake cool coming out of the rock and then and then biting biting paul on the hand so i mean small things like that that teachers do that really <laughs> stick in a, a student's <laughs> mind that was probably just a, a two minute thing that the teacher put together but uh yeah Stands out in my mind, and I think of that every single time that I read that story. So I don't even remember where where I was living at the time, who that was, obviously. But a uh, good job, teacher. So that is my number one, my last uh, favorite Bible story: Paul getting shipwrecked and bit by a serpent. All right, my number one comes from Luke fifteen, and it's a story that Jesus told. And it's about the man, rich man that had two sons, and the younger one is like, Dad, give me my inheritance now before you die. And uh, then he goes off and foolishly spends it. And after living with the pigs for a while, he's like, you know what? I'm going to just go back and apologize and <laughs> ask to be my dad's servant. And then his dad runs out with open arms and throws on him the best robe and puts a ring on his hand and slays the fatted calf and they <laughs> party. Um, and I, I just love that picture of uh, n- no matter how bad we are, uh, no matter how much we fail as Christians, as God's children, uh, we are still his children and God is just waiting for us to come back to him. And uh, it... Uh, I like how in the story the father sees the son when he's still a far distance off. So that tells me that he's been looking for him every day, looking out to see, is he coming? And, and he sees him when he's still way, way far off and he goes running to meet him. And uh, no grudges, 
uh, he just welcomes him back with open arms. Mm-hmm. Makes me tear up every time I think about it. And I love, love, love that story. Uh, just a great picture of how much God loves us, no matter how undeserving we are. Hmm. So that is my number one, the prodigal son. That is a good story. Well well done. And that, that could even go as a number one. Uh, oh, you said that that one was your number one, right? Yeah. Even that it just happened to be the last chronologically. So very, very good. All right. Did you, uh, I guess I'll mention mine. Uh, my only other honorable mention was uh, Jacob tricking um, Isaac and stealing Esau's blessing. Oh, yeah. Burn. It always kind of makes me laugh. <laughs> and uh, yeah, what a sneaky guy. So any other honorable mentions for you? Uh, well, talked about Peter walking on water, uh, maniac of Gadara ever since, mm-hmm. uh, especially since our pastor in Pensacola preached on it. Hello, I'm maniac from Gadara. <laughs> you might have heard me howling. <laughs> uh, the fiery furnace that you talked about with Daniel, that's pretty good. Uh, I like yep. the story uh, in Jesus' time about the woman with the issue of blood being healed mm. and how she just had the faith that if she could just touch Jesus' clothes, uh, she knew she'd be instantly healed. And, you know, she's she's been to all the doctors. Nobody's been able to help her. They've just made her worse. Uh, she's had this for years and years. No hope. But she knew if she could just touch, not even Jesus himself, just his clothes. Uh, so that's pretty cool. And then the woman caught in adultery that is forgiven. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he who has, has no sin, let him cast the first stone. And uh, and then afterward, Jesus says, well, where are your ac- accusers? And nobody's left. Uh, just, you know, we're all we're all sinners. And we need to stop standing around and, oh, look at that person. They're, they're so much worse than I am. And just realize, <laughs> oh, no, I'm a sinner too. And, uh, and he said, you know, Jesus says, go and sin no more. Uh, so good stories. Love them all. Bible's a pretty good book. <laughs> it's pretty pretty decent. Nice. All right. Well, uh, let's see. Are you ready to move on to feedback then? Yeah. Or uh, okay. Uh, well, I guess we can. Yeah. Let's let's do feedback that we've gotten recently first. Uh, so let's start with another email that we got from Joshua. And uh, he was happy that we enjoyed his last email. Uh, you asked, I believe, Melissa, which of us he related to more. And uh, he answered that. He said, uh, it was me. It was Brian, as our personalities have some similarities. We, uh, <laughs> so just just let that lie there out there for Seems you. Seems like most people seem to relate to you, but that's fine. You know, I got to be me. I got to gotta... do my own thing. That's right. Uh, and then the other thing that we had asked him about were what were some of his favorite board games. So I'm just going to uh, hit you with these and give a like a couple word response to each one. All right. Uh, he here are some of his favorites that he does not own. Race for the Galaxy. Yeah, it's fine. You haven't played Race for the Galaxy. It's oh. like Puerto Rico, but in space. Oh, okay. With cards. No, I thought I had. No, nope. Roll for the Galaxy. No, we've played race with with Jay and I have not. Okay, I have. Uh, okay, I don't know when you would have played it, you but weren't it there is that possible. Time. Okay, uh, roll for the galaxy. 
I've not played race, but roll. Yes, very good. And I would probably like race too. Melissa? It's fine. Stone Age. I haven't played it. No, I haven't played that one. Heard it's a good intro uh, worker placement though. Uh, Puerto Rico. Um, I'm sorry, but this one was really overhyped. Everybody was like, it's the greatest thing ever. And I don't know. I just had a bad experience with it. That's not my favorite, but it it's a really solid game. That's a good one. Uh, Fresco. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a great game. That is a great solid. one. I think that was in my top 10 last year. So very good. And uh, definitely see the uh, uh, the uh, Rado. Rado runs through. In that list, I know Rado really likes Fresco. I think that's where I heard of that game first. Uh, and he, those are ones he doesn't own yet. He said, of course, they're pricey, so he has to be choosy about what he buys. He likes Sushi Go, he and his wife. Oh, yeah, that's a Really fun play one. that one a lot. Good family game. Uh, he's played it with his nieces, and they, they ask them to bring it out all the time. And he likes Seven Wonders, which you have not played. And I have. Good game. And Splendor. Oh, yeah which you like more than me, but I also think is a good game. And one of the best groups group games, he says, is Codenames, which I will agree with. I really like Codenames. Well, sounds like all things considered, you have good taste. Yep, yep. Very good games. That's a very solid list of games, Joshua. And then he ends by saying, hope you have a great September, which it's possible it's just a, type, a typo, but I like to think that he was wishing us a good September and a good October at the same time. So happy September to you as well. And <laughs> thanks so much for writing in, Joshua. Always good to hear from you. Then, Melissa, you probably saw that we had a, I, we had a lot of feedback since we've done the, our last episode, which has been a couple weeks. Uh, let's see. In addition to Joshua, we also heard from my brother, Zach. And he said that uh, his, let's see, uh, he was saying his favorite game was Mice and Mystics, which is a an excellent game. I don't remember what that was in. That Maybe that was just when we were talking about uh, asking Joshua what his favorite was, uh, that Zach was, was also chiming in. And then he also said um, in response to our our uh, earworms list that uh, the seagulls scenes are from episode five. We must have accidentally said they were from uh, one of the different movies, but I think we both knew that it was from Empire Strikes Back that um, Yoda's not in the first one. And um, I think we both, we both knew that we just probably said it wrong. So thanks for pointing that out, Zach. And then uh, Randall, our friend Randall said he agreed with most of ours and uh, especially with uh, Dragos Didente. That's the Numa Numa song. And never gonna give you up and Manamana. And then he also shared a few of his own. So uh, we haven't had a chance to listen to those together. So we're gonna listen to uh, those four maybe tomorrow. We'll listen to those and uh, we'll let you know what we think, Randall, if any of them get stuck in our head. So thanks for sending those. Whew. So I think that we're caught up on feedback. So mm -hmm. uh, if you'd like to be featured in uh, at the end of a future episode, why don't you send in some feedback as well? Uh, tell us what your favorite Bible stories are. Uh, we'd love to hear uh, which ones we missed. I'm sure there's some really good ones that we missed. So go ahead and write us. TTO at coser.us is our email address. You can also go to our website and leave a comment. Uh, TTO.coser.us slash 88, because we're on the 88th episode. All right. So, Melissa, do you know what we're doing next? Well, it depends. Do you feel like doing any work or not? 
I'm kind of thinking we might be ready for our top 10 Twilight Zone episodes next week. Think we're ready for that? We've got a few more, but I think we can knock them out here in the next few days. Okay, possibly. Wanna, if we want, if you want to give that one another another week, we could we can pick uh, whatever's next on the queue. Okay. All right, so that'll be. I think brand names yeah. worth yeah. buying, or so I might just call Twilight it top Zone. ten brand name yeah. products or something like that. Yeah, either Twilight Zone episodes or brand names. There you go. And those will be the next two, so a little, little extra bonus preview for all of you people sticking around for the whole episode. So, until then, I'm Brian Kozer. And I'm Melissa Kozer. And you've been listening to 10 to 1. Okay, Brian, so I'm not going to say that I have a least favorite part of the mm-hmm. Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, oh, I do. Obviously, I like the whole Bible. Leviticus? You like Leviticus? <laughs> and Chronicles. <laughs> favorite parts. It's, it's a well, little dry. It's not stories. Exactly. So, stories are a lot easier to read, but uh, it's still good that it's there. Yeah. Just, there's, I mean, yeah. John 3.16 is more important than Leviticus. Or Chronicles. I'll just say that. Yes. So, uh, it's all, it's all good. It's all good. But what I was thinking we could do for the stinger here is, uh, maybe a story that every time you read it, you're like, oh man, what were hmm. those people thinking? Or why on earth did they do this? And so I have one if, uh, if you okay. want time to think. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so the one I'm thinking of, uh, that just makes me sad every time I read it is, what happens after Lot and his daughters escape from Sodom and Gomorrah? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, obviously his wife doesn't make it because she turns to look back. And that's really sad. But Lot and his daughters escape to the mountain. And you're like, okay, at least Lot got mm-hmm. away with something. And then I'm not going to go into it on the air because it's a pretty sordid tale. Uh, we'll keep this family friendly. Yeah, but you can go it's look just, it up if you're interested, if you're yeah, not already it's, familiar. It's just really sad what happens with them. And uh, every time I read it, I'm just like, oh, man, Lot, you lost everything, man. <laughs> so that's, I'd say, one of my, I guess, kind of least favorite moments in the Bible. Hmm. All right. Well, I guess... I mean, we talked about really liking all of David's life, but there are some rough parts at the at the end with uh, some of his children uh, that kind of turn on each other and turn on him. So I guess I'll I'll say uh, parts of David's life are are not fun. So that'll, that'll be my pick. <laughs>